This is the IHS Market Furticon Fertilizer Podcast, covering events and trends in global fertilizer markets. Today's episode was recorded on May 13, 2020. So welcome everyone to another Furticon podcast and thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Neil Griffiths. I'm a principal analyst on the phosphate side at Furticon focused largely on the current information side of things and I'm joined by my colleague Alberto Persona. Hi Alberto. Hi Neil and hello everyone. I'm also a principal analyst on the phosphate side of Ferticon. I tend to be a bit more of the geek looking at uh, the longer term and uh, looking at the nitty-gritty details like costs uh, and uh, why what prompted this discussion today in these last week's uh, second quarter phosphoric acid price we can also add a little bit of details into the mechanics behind it and what it means for margins uh, well you know i like numbers yeah that, that's certainly true alberto and well thanks i'll look forward to hearing about that as our subscribers will know by now uh, the q2 indian phosphate price was settled last week and it was uh, agreed 17 dollars higher at 607 dollars P205CFR, which is up from $590 for Q1. Quite a big increase, uh, I think, more than people were expecting, perhaps. I agree. Yeah, it was a, a bit of a surprise. I mean, including ourselves, we were listening and most people expected a smaller revision and still it could have been either up or down. Basically, the message was a rollover especially in these uncertain times with COVID-19 and that already had delayed the settlement by over a month. So that's what I think is interesting. Why has this happened? After all, Indian DAP prices, they started dialing back about $5 and actually the expectations is for DAP supply in India to be and to the subcontinent in general to be quite plentiful this quarter. Well, yeah, I mean, that that's right i mean as we you know as you move into q2 um we've got typically seasonal interest uh, in decline seasons are ending in in europe and and north america and so i guess the the traditional suppliers to to those markets the north africans and the uh, baltic producers will be looking for alternative outlets uh, for dap in q2 and it, i mean in fact we've already seen morocco and russia relatively active in selling DAP for April onward shipments to India, particularly at a time when Brazil's been on the back burner and and there's been a lack of uh, conclusion until now on, on the phosphoric acid negotiations. We've also got a new entrant into the market on DAP in the form of Egypt. NCIC has sold a cargo, perhaps two in, into India lately. And, you know, as usual with a new producer and new product and that's untested, it's not unreasonable to expect that they will continue to to be in that market and, and they'll need to buy their market share by perhaps discounting the price a touch. China as well, uh, they China should be turning its attention toward India now that their domestic market is ending, the, the spring season there. So it's interesting. I mean, yeah, the, the, that price is, is dialing back. We've hit the mid 310 CFR and we get round to thinking, well, what, what is it that's persuaded OCP's Indian partners to pay a larger than anticipated increase? I mean, 
I see that ammonia costs have fallen from when the Q1 FOSS acid price was settled, and that fall in the ammonia cost has, has more than offset the increase in the Q2 acid cost in, the, in DAP. And of course, we've seen the North African producers obliged to pay more money for their Q2 sulfur contracts up to $14. But I mean, does does that explain the extent of the FOSS acid price increase or is there something more to it, do you think, Alberto? Well, I, I think all of those arguments are correct. Uh, there's one uh, angle that I think is actually quite important to remember is that Yes, the price has increased by about seven, by exactly $17 a ton P205, but this is actually a special quarter because we had uh, towards the end of March and definitely in April, we had all of these uh, disruptions caused by COVID uh, and we had some ports being uncertain whether they would be open. This actually kind of came at the same time a regular maintenance and turnaround. So overall, demand for phosphoric acid in India is actually quite lower quarter on quarter. So you, you do have that higher price, but on the other hand, you have possibly much lower volumes. The total amount that India is spending on phosphoric acid imports is still decreasing, even though the unit price has increased. Um, this is not necessarily something that will continue later on. And also another important thing, I think, is most not all, there are exceptions of course, but most of the phosphoric acid that is imported in India by OCP's joint venture partners, direct or indirect, and also by other companies not directly related to OCP, they would not really be producing DAP, they are more MPK producers, and those continue to be profitable. It, of course, the pricing and the costing of MPKs depends on ammonia, depends on phosphate, and depends on potash. Uh, those margins tend to be higher on a unit level, but let's all remind, for example, the potash price has taken quite a hit. It dropped from 280 CFR to 230 CFR in the latest contract agreement with the key potash suppliers. So all in all, you have plus 17 on P205, but you have weaker ammonia and you have much weaker potash. So yeah, you can afford a bit more on phosphoric acid and possibly margins on your MPKs have increased at the same time. If one looks at DAP alone, it may not look a lot, make a lot of sense. Of course, we also need to factor in the rupee devaluation and that has produced uh, domestic DAP in India a little bit into the red, but the MPKs is different. And I think that's uh, maybe something you are much more uh, in touch with on a daily basis. So how is the DAP demand scenario looking in India? Uh, has the rupee affected the margins of DAP importers? Indeed, like we've definitely seen that that depreciation in, in the rupee has, has reduced margins for imported DAP. But when you look at the overall and the options of importing phos acid or phosphate rock and sulfur to produce phos acid and then DAP, I mean, certainly the, the best option for India uh, from an import perspective is to, to can carry on with that imports and that's the, the cheapest option available to them. Um, so really what we've seen so far this year from India is, is that the importers have built stocks ahead of CARIF. I mean, they've already bought 1.2 million tonnes to date for Q2 arrival. I mean, it is in the context of lower domestic production of, of phosphate fertilizers in April, what with 
the COVID-19 outbreak and you know there are a lot of plants who weren't already taking seasonal maintenance who either suspended or curtailed production in response to the outbreak to try and mitigate the spread but what we see though is very much a case of front loading again this year which I think was in line with expectations that the outbreak could prompt some hoarding amongst buyers you know the tariff application hasn't started yet so you know it's quite early for such a relatively large volume to be booked for any other reason than to secure the amount that they project that they need rather than any increase in consumption so yeah the demand's been good I mean it's put us though in a place where Q2 availability of DAP in India looks very healthy we've got the 1.2 million tons of imports we're looking at I think about 2.75 million tons of of stock to open the 2020 2021 fertilizer year and so that alongside production probably gives us an availability I'm thinking of about 4.5 million tons which when or a bit above I think so when you look at it that's a little bit above the actual average for the past seven seven years and and when you look at it from that perspective we could have a scenario where India could just exit the market if they wanted they 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 don't have to buy for another couple of months and and still we'd probably get to the end of june and and the stock position would remain average so i guess now although the the demand has been good there there is potentially some downside risk and and perhaps a rebalancing of sales as as we move through the season i'm i don't know whether you you would agree with that alberto but well, I, I do think there is actually a risk where I see it. We're not really talking about uh, Brazil at the moment, but at the same time, now in May, I hear that Brazil has already imported a little bit more than usual. So they're taking a bit of a break. There's a bit of currency fluctuation that's making everyone nervous. And at the same time, we have uh, dynamics due to COVID still being quite fast. So at the moment, we have India buying and Brazil not. And there's obviously a risk that if India has enough and the price is not convincing, they can just sit one out while Brazil restarts. I do still think, though, that uh, throughout the year, ammonia and sulfur prices, our Verticon view is for growth throughout the year. The actual price of DAP could go up. Margins uh, will depend more or less on individual suppliers, depending on the raw material flows. But there is still this risk. I think to really get the market back in bull mode, you need to have a few, a couple of months where both India and Brazil are trying to outbid each other. And that will really put the market into a demand-led mode. Otherwise, if it's India and then Brazil and then back to India, you only have half of the story at all times. And on the positive side, I was checking our recent calculations it's true that margins have fallen, but at the same time, they are. I'm still surprised of how high import margins for DAP for Indian DAP importers are when looking at today's subsidy rate and today's MRP. I mean, of course, you'll discount a little bit against the MRP, but still, margins remain high. It, and this means basically that if at any point India is in desperate need of some DAP, they could pay up to 350 CFR. So they have 
a lot of a wiggle room uh, to convince suppliers to prioritize their market. They are they're comfortable. There's a huge upside risk. At the moment, we just didn't have that time where it was difficult to find any phosphate. Phosphate was always easily on supply. Whenever someone issued a tender, you you never had it blank. So there's a, also an expectation for this year that the monsoon would be normal, normal to good. Actually, that's the official prediction. So there's also a little bit of a bullish sentiment on demand. COVID-19 could impact some of the crops, but maybe quite unlikely to impact in a big way rice or broad acre crops. Uh, overall, the outlook seems positive throughout the main shipping season. Uh, would you agree overall? From what you say and what I see, I mean, it certainly seems as though India can keep on buying above expectations that they can uh, surprise. And, um, you know, particularly when we've seen in the past, the import margins are high and there is expected to be a good monsoon. They often surprise and buy more than you think they're going to. It does build up the stock, which then further ahead can, can moderate future purchasing but at the moment it certainly sounds like um like a, a positive story for indian demand levels import demand levels for dap we'll just have to see how this this all turns out and like you say uh, we're all up a bit up in the air with the the covid19 situation unfortunately we will see how it, it all plays out yeah, well, and for those who are listening and know Neil and I personally, I'm sure that uh, hearing you and I being the bulls for once uh, is actually quite an interesting touch, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. So we're not always the most bullish pair, I think. But um, yeah. yep. <laughs> Okay, well, on that note, um, I hope uh, everyone has enjoyed our discussions. I did, for one. Uh, you know there's a channel behind this podcast. Please subscribe for this channel. If you like this, please rate us five stars. That always helps. And uh, do you have any comments? Uh, please feel free to leave them down or to reach out to us directly. And thank you very much for your time. And thank you, Neil. Thanks, Alberto. For more information about Furticon and IHS Market, visit the link in the show description. Thank you for listening.